So it's 2019. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. The company was actually co-founded by Ray J, and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Melissa Etheridge, Cardi B, Brandy, J.R. Smith, and more are already obsessed. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable and so easy to take anywhere. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet, with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great, they sound great too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. Raycon offers their wireless earbuds for everyone in a range of fun colors and at an unbeatable price. So go to buyraycon.com slash iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash iHeart. My next guest is a former professional football player. You know I like football, never played football. I'm one of them couch potato people. Boy, I always say, boy, if I was out there, I could tackle him. Boy, if I was out there, I could make that catch. Boy, if I was out there, I'd score that touchdown. That's Rashawn McDonald. No skill for it, but a lot of mouth for it. He's an author, speaker, and now marriage and family therapist intern. He's created a personal and social development program called K-I-N-G. That's King program for incoming freshman males at Texas Southern University. That's my city, Third Ward, Texas, as we call it back there in Houston. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation for the very first time, Jay Barnett. Hey, Sean. Thank you for having me on, brother. How you doing there, Jay? Man, I'm doing well, man. Blessed this morning, man. Blessed. Well, you have to say, I have to say blessed because I got you on the air. This is a show that I started almost a year and a half ago, and it, the the rise of this show and the popularity of this show has caught me off guard. And to have the quality of uh, guests like you on the show lets me know I'm doing the right thing. And in your life, you know, being a professional football player and an educated professional football player, do you do you carry the the badge of being a performer professional? What do you carry that badge in your life, being a former professional football player? Um, I, it, 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 it all depends on the setting. Um, it depends on the group that I'm in. Um, you know, it's a privilege to be, you know, um, to, to have been part of such a, you know, an elite uh, society and, um, and just having, to, you know, had that experience. Yes, sir. But I think more importantly um, is what I've learned to sort of hold the badge that I wear now as a family therapist, as an author, and as a speaker. Because, I mean, as you know, football is still a game. It's yes, entertainment. Yes, sir. You know, and I mean, of course, it's been a blessing to a lot of guys' lives to, you know, to bless their families and their livelihoods. But mm-hmm. uh, for me, it, it's been about, you know, leaving something or creating something uh, that can be um, very beneficial to those uh, either that are here or those that are coming behind me. And mm-hmm. so that that's sort of the bad stop I've learned to embrace uh, because, you know, you, you see a lot of athletes, man, they are hold to what they used to do and who they used to be. Nothing wrong with that, but mm-hmm. that was just a very small segment of my life. Right. And the life after that has been much more, you know, uh, grand than that part. But I tell you, it's, it's special, though, to say you – you you played in the National Football League because that's the number one sport in America, and so that's a that that that's a probably a great entry point to some opportunities for opens up doors for you. Am I correct? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, opens up a lot of doors. And even though I didn't, you know, have the career that I wanted, 
um, and just having that opportunity and then just being able, you know, to, to play arena ball and just to, you know, be, you know, just, just to have that experience of a professional athlete was really, you know, a great opportunity. And then, you know, uh, as, uh, as uh, America and just people, we're, we're, you know, we love athletes. We love yes. the, the champion spirit. We love the warrior mentality. <laughs> and so most definitely it, it, it opened up doors. Um, but also, you know, in opening up those doors, the education component has allowed me to stay in the room that the doors are open up to and right. to be able to grab the attention of people. So um, being able to have that balance and, and being able to, be seen as an athlete, educator, uh, thought-provoking leader. You know, all of that intertwined together, you know, it's just really uh, a powerful combination. It was really interesting when I when I talked to individuals who, who, who have uh, generated their early stages of success due to their physicality, you know, because you know there's a, a period when that cannot support you anymore. Uh, did, did, right. You know what I'm saying? Because you can only play football for so long. You can only run fast for so long. You can only dunk a ball for so long. You know, like I was reading that Vince Carter, he wants to come back one more year. And he's not the Vince Sanity when he came out, was dominating and, and hitting three-pointers from half court. When, 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 when it was time to end your, your successful run as a physical athlete, as a physical generating your income, what decisions did you have to run through your mind and say, hey, it's time to move on, it's time to disconnect? Well, for me, it was kind of like the decision was um, – was made for me because uh, the opportunity wasn't there. Um, it, uh, for me, you know, the, the physical part of it that I was in shape. Yes, sir. Um, you know, I, I was talented and I was a, an athlete, but, you know, at the time, you know, Green Bay wanted to go a different direction. Right. Um, and they was, and so um, I think, you know, at that point, uh, I had other opportunities to, to, to go work out and, the trial and you know, um, I remember having a phone call with my agent, you know, well, like, okay, well, you can go play arena league. And then at the time they had NFL Europe. So, you know, um, then, you know, went through that process and then, you know, went through the process of, uh, going to the Canadian league. And I think for me, man, emotionally, I was just tired, uh, because at that point, you know, you, you're trying to figure out, do you keep chasing this dream? Um, and, and at some point, I think the majority of the athletes, whether they had the career or not, or then if, let's say they got there and they played a few years and something happened, they got hurt and they got out and it was trying to get back in, you know, eventually the dream feels like a nightmare. Right. You know what I mean? And so uh, you have to have, as they say, that come to Jesus conversation, talk, <laughs> make a decision, man. Like, you know, because at the time I was like 24, 25 years old. So it's like, Dude, I want to, I mean, you you know, you know how it is a football, man. You, you're old, you know what I'm saying, at like 27, 28 years old. So, mm -hmm. and as you, um, you know, uh, alluded to, you your your uh, your body has an expiration date on it. So you can only jump, run, and do all those different things for so long. Right. And, and eventually you, you have to make a decision um, to move on. And that's really hard for a lot of men. Um, and you see guys hold on as long as they can because, to be honest with Sean, many of us, man, you know, um, <laughs> you know, many of us, we we didn't prepare for the after. You know what I mean? We got we got there, and it's just like, oh snap, this is not going to be for long because Absolutely. you know, as men, we Absolutely. put our eggs all in one basket. I, I never forget having this conversation with this guy, 
and play for the Browns. And at the time, we are, uh, were working on creating this coalition on this program for athletes who are either two to three years removed or guys that are just coming into the league to sort of help them get their mind right. And he was a white guy. He said the difference between white players and black players, he said, when I came into the league, I came into the league as a businessman who was playing football. And he said the majority of the, the black players come into the league as football players trying to do business. And so that disparity, man, just opened up my eyes. And I'm just like, man, that's so real. Mm-hmm. And for them, it's really a job. You know what I mean? It's like they show up, you know, it, 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 it's not an all or nothing for them. Mm-hmm. There's life after. And for many of the, the African-American players, it's like either this happened or, <laughs> you know, it, it's back to, you know, square one. And um, and I think when you look at players like Vince Carter, who's been blessed to have a tremendous career, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he's going to always be remembered as Vince Sanity. And then, you know, those uh, iconic Dunks. Um, <laughs> and dunks and all of those things. And I think at this point, uh, Vince, probably like most of us as men, um, you enjoy the camaraderie, you enjoy mm-hmm. the brotherhood, right. mm-hmm. you enjoy the locker room. Right. Whether you're in the Army, man, or whether you're in a fraternity, I think it's just something that we uh, have come to embrace as men because for us, it's, it's, it's not really, uh, of course, at this point, we, you know, we know it's not about a championship because you know, Vince is not trying to link up with, you know, the Warriors or anything. He just wants to play. Right. And I think that's probably has helped him mentally. Um, but many men, um, their decision is going to be determined by either their preparation for the after or it's going to be determined determined by them not preparing for the after. So and I think that's like, I think I that's what's happening with him. I don't think he's he's decided an exit plan. You know, I know that right. uh you know, he you know, he he built this uh, amazing foundation uh for his his brother uh uh and cuz he he understood his his path for his brother, but he hadn't figured it out for himself. And so when I brought and brought you on the show, one of the keys for when I was like, see people see athletes with a defined purpose, and you hear that, and people in, in commentators, even in sports, I don't care if it's baseball, football, or basketball, they always articulate a white athlete and a black athlete differently. They'll say things like intelligence. They'll say with black athletes, athletic, athleticism, you know. And then, and so it's not as bad as it used to be because, you know, at certain times in football, you know, a center had to be white, a middle linebacker had to be white, a quarterback had to be white. Because they felt right, they correct. felt those were the positions of intelligence on the football field, and we don't see that play out as much nowadays. Because that is about money, it's about putting the best product, quote quote, on the field. But it did translates into the into the into the uh, administ- into the corporate structure where you don't have general managers, you don't have presidents, and things like that. So that's what he was just saying about the business. Until they started looking at athletes in general as potential intellectuals or intellectual equals and not just mm-hmm. at their speed or how many reps they can do at 225 pounds, then we are always fail. And that's why I, I admire you are able to make that separation because the fact that is that we all have to make a decision, whether it's a job, whether it's a relationship, we all have to wake up one day with a plan of exit and you create an exit plan and you built a foundation that's been very, very successful and more than that, impacting our next generation. And that's what a lot of people don't do because they only impact what I would tell people. Athletes are working wealthy. Once they stop playing, the wealth leaves. 
And if you don't understand that, then guess what? You're caught up in suddenly into bankruptcy. You're caught up to being a failure. And so in our next break, I really want to get into the book that, uh, that I read this weekend. Um, and I, Hello King, Claim Your Throne by Jay Barnett. And, uh, you know, I like, I love him because, you know, he, he's been residing in Houston. And I think Houston, Texas is the greatest city in America. We're gonna, I know he's eating at some of my popular places, but we're going to talk about this book because he's turning around one of my favorite schools, Texas Southern University in Third Ward, Texas. Be back more with Jay Barnett. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. You're listening to Money Making Conversation. On the phone is uh, my guest. He's a former professional football player turned author, speaker, and now marriage and family therapist. He was residing in uh, Houston, Texas. Now he's in Dallas. And we're going to talk about that move. But more importantly, I brought him on the show to talk about when uh, get everybody a sense that there has to be a decision made at so many different levels in your life when you have to plan the next step. Uh, one of the things that always uh, people always say that I'm very good at reinventing myself because I understand there is a limit to that success path. I always realize that, you know, if, you, if you're going to live the life you're going to live, I know I'm not going to live as old as the people in the Bible, but I plan on living a long time. Okay. If you and I'm not, my goal is not to retire at 65. So that means that my path for success, my dreams are going to be extended beyond 65. And so when I talked to Jay Barnett, he lets me realize that, the principle that he applied as an athlete can be applied to everyday people, whether you're in business, whether you're male or female. And this situation is male. Hello, King, Claim Your Throne by Jay Barnett. Jay, why did you write this book? Um, well, Sean, I wrote that book because I, I had so many challenges as a, as a teenager um, and, and struggles after my parents' divorce. And um, I, I just... You know, it's just very difficult for me to have um, any direction because I don't really have a sense of identity. And so I wrote this book for young men to develop and to discover and uh, a sense of identity, but by providing them this blueprint that I created and uh, this blueprint that I had to follow. And so by doing that, I've shared some of my stories, some of my life uh, triumphs, uh, pitfalls, some of my darkest moments. And one of these young men to understand who they are, mm-hmm. um, I believe that a, a name uh, sort of uh, predetermines, you know, the expectation of what a thing or what an individual is to become. Mm-hmm. And so, for, and that's why the title is Hello King. Right. And I uh, wanted to address them as I see them, but also wanted them to see themselves as a king as well. Cool. Now, the King Program for Incoming Freshman Males, Males at Texas Southern University, which is in Houston, Texas, right down the street from my alma mater, University of Houston. Tell me about that King program. And you you identified that each letter in the word King means something, K-I-N-G. Yes, sir. The King program, uh, the acronym is Knowledge is Necessary Gain. Uh, when the dean of academic, uh, student academic services, when they reached out to me and said, hey, say we have a large group of young black males who come to TSU every year. Uh, and many of them are looking for guidance. Many of them are first generational, uh, first generation uh, college students. Right. And so, you know, they've uh, been following my work for a number of years. And they said, you know, can you create something um, to sort of help develop them, you know, and prepare them for college? Because many of them don't understand with college, uh, you know, it, you have to learn how to budget time. You have to learn how to to study efficiently, mm-hmm. uh, build uh, profitable, you know, and and um, and uh, uh, relationships. And so 
uh, with the program, it's a personal self-development. We start with uh, emotional healing. Uh, I think that's very important with, for young black males that are coming in because I want them to have a sense of control within themselves. Right. Uh, we go into professional development, um, how to speak. Uh, we have an academic component where we bring in tutors to work with these guys. We take them on uh, uh, uh Little, little tours around the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, we take them on, you know, uh, to expose them in front, of, in front of other successful African-American males. Uh, we bring in therapists. And so it's really a, an awesome program that we had a great success last year. And um, I'm happy to announce that we will be back for the 2019 and 2020 school year. Well, I, I will tell you this, sir. If you need Rashawn McDonald to help you uh, when you bring it back, uh, please uh, let my staff know. And I put it on my schedule because, like I said, I was born in Houston and I went to high school in Houston, graduated from college in Houston. I still have a home in Houston. So you don't have to fly me down or put me up. And I'll be there for you, Jay. Okay? Yes, sir. All right. I'm going to hold you to that, brother. You don't have to worry about that, brother. It won't be a hard hold. <laughs> now, I, I want to <laughs> reach out to a couple of things that stood out for me in your book, Hello, King, Claim Your Throne by Jay Barnett. Um it was under the chapter, you have a purpose. And I, I hear the word purpose used a lot in motivation. I hear the word purpose used a lot when people say it, uh, to claim your dream or follow your dream. And you had this that stood out to me. Live your purpose. Purpose is the reason something was created. Purpose is the intention behind creation. King, the power of God, created you intentionally for a specific reason. What do you mean by that? So what I mean by that, when you look at everything um, that is here on the earth, from a tree all the way down to an insect, nothing God created didn't have a purpose or didn't serve a purpose. Right. And so when you look at everything that he created, it was always in the benefits of something else. Uh, When you look at every seed, every seed has the potential of a forest. And so when I think about the seed, the seed has a purpose. We look at a seed as if, you know, it's just a seed, but it really the purpose that it serves is to replenish the earth uh, with trees, whether that's trans, uh, translated to paper or to buildings and all those things. And so what I wanted to echo to those young men right. was that they were born for a reason and to know that they have a purpose, meaning that there is intent why they are here that they're not here just by happenstance. You know, I just, I don't believe God just placed people here just to be here. Uh, and so I wanted to to convey that to them, mm-hmm. that everything that he created mm-hmm. um, has a purpose, there's a reason that, you know, that there's intent, you know, for you to be here. Positive intent. And that's the key. Right. Positive intent. Because many times, I mean, you look at uh, some of our young men um, uh, that I've mentored uh, and, and spoken with, a lot of them don't feel that they have a purpose, meaning that they don't, they don't, they don't know that they have a reason to live. Mm-hmm. So you know they they are uh, more uh, attracted to whether it's a fast life or whether it's you know uh, the street life or right. whether it's just basically you know many of them have already committed suicide in their minds right. because they feel like I have nothing to live for. And so what I wanted to do is to help these young men to understand that I don't know what that is for you. Um, you know, maybe that's, you know, uh, uh, whether it's been a, becoming a doctor or, you know, an entertainer or whatever that is. You know, mm-hmm. I want them to know that, man, there's a reason why you're <laughs> in existence. Really powerful. 
I, I want to ask you a question in the title. Hello, King, claim your throne, because I've, I've, I've seen throne used in a, a, a several of your books. What do you mean when you say throne, claim your throne? What is, what is, your, what is your perception of a throne? My, my perception of a throne is claim your position. Mm-hmm. And claim your position and claim your position in this earth, claim your position in your community, claim your position in the job place, in the mm-hmm. school, mm-hmm. Where, where, wherever you reside. Mm-hmm. Claim your position, and your position is this is 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 where is what you represent. You know where where is your stakes planted, and wanted them to know that your throne represents your territory, which is your mind, body, and spirit. Claim your position in those three elements, because those three elements determines how you're going to be remembered. It determines your decision. It determines your behavior. It determines the generation that's within you, either you know, through your children, or it determines the generation that you want to affect. So if we can get these young men to claim their position, like you hear often when there's discussions about black men in the black community, people are often said if black men would just take their place, if right. they would just, you know, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. they would just find <laughs> their position. And so for me, it's just like, hey, man, claim your throne, man. Get a position, wherever that, whatever that is for you. Get in position, you know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and, and that's what I meant uh, uh, in terms yeah. of that aspect. Yeah, because I know it has a d- d- defined different meaning for everyone, and it was very important in the title of your book, and I wanted people to understand that. You know, when, that, that, that that term means something, that adjective, that description means something that's important to understand that, especially when you use the word purpose in your book. Now, uh, now I know you're not in Houston anymore. You may have moved to Dallas. Explain uh, why you're in Dallas now. I know it's for a good thing, but I always let everybody know that J. Barnett is always on the move. He's always doing something innovative. Talk about the Dallas move. So um, I've been in uh, been in grad school. Uh, this is my third and final year. Thank God. Congratulations. So, uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So um, finishing up my internship as a marriage and family therapist, and um, I've been in Houston. I was in Houston ten years, and then I was in Atlanta for one, and came back to Houston. And I was speaking at an event, and I've been in probably six months just looking for a practice to work at and uh, got an opportunity to come to Dallas and to work up here at a private practice, which is also black owned mm-hmm. uh, by mm-hmm. a guy named Honor, um, um, Ricky uh, Siddall. And, um, and I'm just grateful for the opportunity. Uh, he and I are the only two black male therapists in the area wow. uh, out of Frisco, Texas, man. And it's, it's been a blessing um, just the number of lives that, you know, I've been able to impact and, and to be able to help, people navigate through certain issues and certain difficulties, whether it's emotional or mental um, issues and all sorts of, uh, I mean, all sorts of other mental disorders. And so um, I'm here in Dallas and uh, we're looking to establish the King program here as well. But as always, Houston gave me my start. So I will always be indebted to Houston, man. So, Come on uh, I think we're, we're actually going back in a couple of weeks, speaking at North Forest high school. So, Anytime I'm in Houston, you know, people know to reach out to me, and I don't mind donating my time and going out, speaking to the kids, because uh, when, when I started not only the King program, but the Me Project and writing books, I mean, Houston embraced me as their own, and, and I've just been very grateful to, you know, the city and just, you know, the people that have really just um, sort of uh, surrounded themselves around my mission. I'm going to tell you something, Jay. I want to thank you for coming on the show. North Forest, see, that's where I grew up in, Forestbrook High School, Smiley. So that's where you're going to speak. So 
we, I just know he's connecting. Texas Southern right down the street from my alma mater, the University of Houston. So I know our relationship is going to continue in a big way. But go out and buy this book called Hello King, Claim Your Throne by the very talented Jay Barnett. He's not letting the, the, sport of, the sport of professional football define him. He's letting his life and the people who he can impact change his life. Uh, Jay, come back on my show, brother. Yes, thank you, Rashawn. I appreciate the opportunity, King. All right, my man. And you back to you, King. Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500.